Also, my dad's crush is in that movie. What? Oh, I bet I can guess. Is it Ashley Judd? Yeah, Whoa. Ashley D- Judd <laughs> and um, Jennifer Connelly are my dad's mm, movie crushes. Jennifer Connelly? Yeah, she's from... Yeah, why? Do you know who that is? <laughs> Does, I think I know who that is. From, from Labyrinth? Like, like Requiem for a Dream, yeah. The Labyrinth. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Too yep. basic for Riley. Riley's like, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kimmy's dad. Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. This means each week, two or one of us will explain a movie to the other two or one of us in its entirety. Since this is a center for spoilers, if you haven't seen this week's movie, tune out and tune back in once you have. For other spoiler timestamps, check out our Instagram and Twitter at WeExplainMovies. Here's how it's going to go. We're going to start off with what we watched this week, move into some movie-related questions, followed by the explanation, and then we're going to close out with our watchlist ads and recommendations. You're listening to We Explain Movies. So, should we introduce our guest for this episode? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So today, last week, we teased that we were doing a fake movie called The Holiday Chaperone. Uh, surprise, it's actually a movie called My Santa, and it's Kayleen and my guest star, Riley, who I used to work with. And by used to, I mean like a month ago, pretty much. Riley has been listening to the podcast since episode one. She was a fan before we even published. It's true. To be honest, Riley, like, I low-key, like, felt like you'd already been on before. <laughs> I, like, I have... I, like, I feel like I've been on before. Yeah, we just talk about you so often that I was like, she's definitely been on our couch, like, obviously. <laughs> and then I realized that you hadn't, so welcome. I feel like I hang out with you guys all the time. Riley, is there anything you would like to say to let the listeners know a little bit about you or something? I would like to say thank you to you guys for letting me come on and listening to this wonderful movie we're about to talk about um and letting me come on during christmas time which is my favorite Mm -hmm. oh it is your house is like decked out it is i know it's not so much this year i mean it is this year but it's also it's a bigger place more sad this year yeah Mm -hmm. it's like spread out and also i didn't like i don't know i feel like i could have done more but it still looks nice i guess that's another thing we could preface is when riley and i worked together we used to have pretty much the same job like we worked in the same department and for years we could never take lunch at the same time because we had to cover for each other which was very sad and then when we finally had different jobs at the same place we could take lunch together and she worked right near where she lived and so we would go to her place on lunch and watch bits of movies and Kayleen has showed me movies that I've never ever would ever have watched in my life (laughs) that were really good I just never watch movies and we watched a lot of Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. You were like our prime audience because you don't watch movies, so we explained them to you. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> you don't even know, like, I, now I don't have to because you guys <laughs> told me about it and I already have seen it. It's I awesome. remember being very happy and, like, proud, I guess, of um, after I saw, after we all saw Endgame, but you didn't yet, Riley, and you watch, like, Marvel movies sometimes, and so you, like, don't follow them as closely as us, and you're like, 
oh, I think we're going to go watch it, but I still want you to tell me everything that happens. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember after you saw it, you were like, I'm so happy that you told me what happens in the movie because I wouldn't have gotten, like, when Doctor Strange holds up his one finger to Iron Man. Yeah. And you're like, see, this is why it's good that you tell me the spoilers to movies. <laughs> exactly. You guys, even in your podcast, you talk about, like, you know, the cinematography and the, like, these <laughs> things. And I'm like, I literally would never even notice that. But I like that you guys pointed out. Have there been any episodes of the pod that you've listened to that have prompted you to go watch the movie? Yes. I watched the really bad Rebel Wilson. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh isn't it romantic? <laughs> yes. I watched that one. I've seen... Swiss Army Man. Nice. You recommended that but, one. But yeah, I think I told you guys to do that one. And then the other, the Jason Bateman one. Game Night. That one, mm. yeah. I really, I actually really want to watch Rebecca. <laughs> I just <laughs> haven't gotten around to that one. That's funny. Yeah, watch the new one. Is the new one out, right, already? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch the new one then, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you might like how ridiculous the old one sounds. Alrighty. So starting off, what did you guys watch this week? Riley, do you want to go first or do you want us to go first? Um, I got, I'll go first, sure. Woo! Okay, I watched two really bad Christmas movies. Hell mostly yeah. Mostly with Kayleen. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> yeah. Which we'll talk about later, but I finished them. Oh, you did? You finished both of them? I finished both of them. <laughs> That's funny. One was called A California Christmas. Ooh. It was mm. really bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would not recommend it. We started it and we're kind of like bored to tears. And so that's why we didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. I just couldn't bring myself to not finish it. So That's really impressive that you picked it back up. It's just, you know, when you see it like in your Netflix, like continue watching mm. and then it just stays there. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I had to mm-hmm. just like get that out of the way. <laughs> and same with the other one, which was actually not a Christmas movie. It was called... I don't even, I didn't write down what it was called, like, Love at the Inn. Falling in love with two N's. <laughs> Christina Milian. Wow. Um, it was better than the California Christmas, but so, it was still a So, pretty, um, we might as well just tell that story movie. now. I have another word for it. We picked that one because it was, like, buried with all the Christmas movies, and we saw it, and it looked like a good one of, like, I'm from the city. I bought an inn. I gotta fix it up. And we get halfway through, and we're, like, really enjoying the campiness of it and taking notes and stuff. And then Riley goes, wow, they haven't mentioned Christmas one time. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, is this not a Christmas movie? <laughs> it wasn't. So we stopped. Oh. Yes. Which is sad. It was funny. Yeah. It was definitely better than the other one, but still a subpar. I mean, I don't think anything's going to top my Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of predictions. <laughs> oh, yay. Did you watch anything else, Riley? Um, and then I, I started The the Vow on Oh, my HBO. God. What are your thoughts? I really like it. I mean, I listened to the whole Nexium podcast, okay. which is, I think, basically the same thing by the same person, but mm. in podcast form. That's really good. I mean, I'm interested in all that kind of culty stuff. Me too. Stuff, but so. I hate that little dweeb. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> terrible and... yeah. It's all really bad, and just mm-hmm. hearing them say, like, I don't know I was in a cult. It's like, mm, it's interesting. I, I just started it, so I have a ways to go, but it's it's good. I like it. Cool. That's it. Courtney? Sure. I'll do the thing that I, I watched that Kimmy also watched, and Kimmy, you really take the reins. I'll just say I did not like okay. I'm Your Woman. 
Yeah, and you know, I feel like I need to, this is what happens. I watch a movie and then I immediately log it on Letterboxd because I'll forget mm. otherwise. And I just like, and I feel like that means I don't get time to ruminate. And so I'm like, it's this. So I rated I'm Your Woman a three and a half, I think. I think you gave it a three. I gave it and a three? And it's funny you say this because oh. I watched it Thursday and forgot I watched it. And then when you logged it, I went and logged it. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. And ruminating on it didn't help. <laughs> I just feel like I'd give it lesser score, like maybe like two and a yeah. half. Mm. Three. Okay, I guess. Um, yeah, not my fave. I appreciate the perspective. I like... It's not what I expected, but I do like the idea that in this universe, the mob movie is happening in some other part of the world, and this is the part of the world that we don't usually get to see, and here it is for us to watch. That doesn't mean that it's, like, super entertaining. (laughs) And I did appreciate, you know, some of the themes of empowerment. They did talk a little bit about white privilege, like, a little bit. I really appreciated that. There's like a part where the lead character is like, oh, I have it worse because I have a baby. And the other character says, who is a black woman, uh, says, you don't know what it's like to have things worse. And she's like, well, you don't, you don't know that for a fact. And she's like, yeah, I do. Especially because that's not your baby and you've had it for two days. (laughs) 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 Two days of hardship. Yeah. So there's things to like respect and appreciate about it, but definitely not a rewatch and it's like not that entertaining. Mm. But... Rachel Brosnahan looks amazing in any period garb. She looked so yeah. good in this 70s, like, fur coats, like, those robes that housewives used to wear, mm-hmm. lounging. Um, she looked she looked amazing, but... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't... I really didn't care for it. I was so bored. Speaking mm-hmm. of bored, yeah. next... <laughs> <laughs> on to my next one. Kimmy added Ma Rainey's Black Bottom to her watch list last week, and it came out to Netflix, and... I, 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 like, wasn't dying to see it, but I'll, I'll watch Chadwick, and I'll watch Viola, mm-hmm. and I click it, and it was only 90 minutes long, and so I was like, oh, hell yes, let's do this, and so I'm watching it, and I, I made it not even five minutes, and this might be stupid of me, but I was like, is this, is this a play? <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this is a play, isn't it? And so I googled it. And it's an August Wilson play, and we've mm-hmm. seen Fences. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen we've Fences, seen, what's the piano you've lesson? Seen this. I loved the piano lesson, but they're just plays. Stop trying to make them into movies. You're mm-hmm. not. You're not making any choices. The filmmaker did nothing to make it not a play, except like had one exterior shot. Whoa! <laughs> and in the beginning of the movie, and then you're watching people talk for thirty minutes in circles. And then we cut to outside again, and outside was really saturated and yellow and fake looking, and I was like... Like a play? (laughs) Yes, but I was like, I like this. I like the way it looks. What does it remind me of? And then I was like, oh no, it reminded me of the 2013 Great Gatsby. Mm. It looks just like that. And so already I was like, you're not doing anything original, and now we're back inside, and I have to watch people talk for 30 minutes in the same room, and let people spit out these 15-minute-long monologues with zero interruption, like a play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Chadwick did do an amazing job with his monologue that he had, but it was very long and just, this is stupid. It feels like a play. Yeah. And so I can't, 
I can't really commend the writing or the filmmaking. Chadwick did an amazing job, but Viola was barely in it. Mm. I thought she Ugh. was going to be in it a lot. <laughs> was she Ma Rainey? She's Ma Rainey, so she, like, opens the movie. We see her again. Yeah, she had, like, three big scenes where she kind of commands attention. That's her character's role, and... As I was watching it, I was like, this is the role when it's on Broadway that they get, like, a big star to come do it, mm. that everyone comes to see blank blank in Ma mm. Rainey's Black Bottom. And then I went and Googled who the most recent person was, and it was Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. <laughs> I was like, mm. exactly. Like, it's it's a big name that you just draw yeah. someone in with it. So the, the two of them will get acting noms for sure. It's it's not a 99 like it's currently rated, unless you love mm. plays, which we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to support you in saying that we are play goers. We are avid play readers and participators. And there is just, there are plays out there that have been adapted into films that just should not be because yeah. it's not for that art platform. Fences yeah. was you know? just so blatantly, like, I guess what's what's upsetting about it is when you are watching live theater, it's got all this stuff that you like about live theater. And when you're yeah. watching a film, it has nothing you like about film except the acting. And so, like, in Fences, they would go outside. I was like, let's just maybe go down the street so I can see <laughs> one more set. And they were like, no. <laughs> That's exactly what this one was. It was all stationary and in the same room that was painted to look just like the set of a play. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's not why I watch movies, yeah. so bummer, but that's what I watched. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else did you two watch? Um, do you want to talk about Black Bear? Yes, I would like to go. I would like to go next. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go next. Okay. The other thing that I watched by myself is The Nest with Jude Law and Carrie Coon, our mother. Our mother. <laughs> I didn't like it. I saw mm. It was upsetting. I really wanted to like it because I had such a good movie experience like the day or two before, which I'm about to talk about. But yeah, I as I'm watching it, I could see how people would regard it as a movie that is good. But I feel like I was watching it and that everybody was speaking really generically and we didn't really get to learn anything detailed about these characters. So I don't really care very much about them. Mm. Uh, I was uncomfortable watching it because the whole thing is that Jude Law is a poor person who pretends that he's rich. And he drags his family along on this giant facade trying to make a buck. And he he never does because he doesn't have any experience or any connections or anything. And he just talks a big game and spends all of their money and puts them into the debt, into debt. And we're just kind of watching like a train wreck in slow motion. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what the filmmaker intended me to feel, like uncomfortable and kind of disappointed because that's ultimately what the characters feel with him, I guess. But I don't know. It just it just didn't really excite me or anything. Mm. Is this an older movie? No, it just came out this year. Hmm. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of was stupid. But here, here is what was not stupid. <laughs> the opposite of stupid was Black Bear. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I haven't seen really any good movies come out this year, <laughs> but this might be my favorite movie of the whole fucking year. Cool. <laughs> like, I mean, unless Promising Young Woman just slaps that well, away. Well, we're not going to fucking you know? get it until next year, those stupid sluts. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to go to Arizona, I'll drive. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, I actually um, called Courtney up. I FaceTimed her as I was watching it. Like, maybe, like... Almost to the part two. Almost mm. to part two, which is only, like, one-third into the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking incredible. This is the most incredible <laughs> fucking movie. I can't believe that I'm watching this. And she's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, at this minute, Mark. She's like, you haven't even, you have not even begun. I was like, hang up the phone, call me when it's over. <laughs> you don't even and, know what's happening. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I want listeners to go watch it too without knowing what to expect. Yeah, don't say anything really, because I didn't tell you guys anything, because it's so much more yeah, fun no, to just I'm not going to say anything, but I have recommended it to like three people oh, wow. so far. I just, I just really loved it. I thought the writing was incredible. I was like, I was watching it. And Kayleen, you'll know what I'm talking about because you saw it, but the beginning dinner scene, Mm -hmm. I'm watching it and I was like, okay, this is what's happening. I'm sorry, I'm talking really cryptically, (laughs) but I was like, this is what's happening. I like that Riley doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I have zero clue. (laughs) I was like, oh, it's still going. Man, it's still still going. Like, Mm -hmm. these people are like really shitty. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I don't know. It felt it felt kind of like whimsical and fantastical mm-hmm. to me, but set in realism, like something was a little like not of this world, yeah. you know, which that. it may not be. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, so what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, Riley, and it's not scary. You should watch it. It's not scary. Are there bears? Yeah. Two. <laughs> There's not no bears. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm in. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just want to say that the, oh my god, I mean, Aubrey's performance was out of this world. I've never seen her do something like that. And just toward the end of part two, you know, when they're wrapping up, I was just like, it just like made me so upset because I'm like, some artists work this way and I'm just like so sad for you and like her crying with her friends. I'm like, this hurts me to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything else, Kimmy? That's all I want. Oh, I finished Shit's Creek. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah, that was cool. Cute. That was nice. Yeah, I like the yeah. end. It was sweet, and I'm excited to watch the Inside mm. the Cast um, episode or whatever. Yeah. That would be cool. It's fun. Yeah. Sweet. Um, okay, well, I only watched two other things outside of what we talked about. So I watched The Master like I said I would. And so far, I do think that's my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson film, just because even though I still can't relate to the material, I felt like I related to it more than, you know, a dressmaker in a different era (laughs) and than I did to, like, oil men. (laughs) So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Something that really gets me about PTA films is the soundtracks. Like, Mm. they're always so unnerving, but also fit the vibe of the movie. I don't know. I feel like I don't really have that much to say about it, but I had a good time, and although I haven't seen Lincoln, like I said to you guys, I think Joaquin was robbed for not getting an Oscar for that movie, because that scene Mm -hmm. with Philip Seymour Hoffman where they're processing him, ooh! It's a freaking stellar scene. It was so good, yeah. Um, And then the other movie that I watched, which I don't know how much I could talk about it, because it was making me very emotional, is I rewatched for only the second time ever... Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And I was like, I just had forgotten so much about it. And I forgot that I knew pretty much everybody in it. And I kind of forgot, like, the message of the movie. And then the movie ends. And, like, 
pretty much the moral of the story is like if you knew how your love would end would you still want to do it again and they choose to do it again and anyway I just sobbed and then (laughs) and then I was just like struck with I was already crying because of the end of the movie and then I like was more crying because I realized that the last time I watched it was probably like six months before I started dating Dakota so, like, our entire relationship has existed since I saw it last. Aww. And I was, like, yeah. so emotional. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, really, really good. And it was fun watching it after having seen Being John Malkovich because it's, like, okay, this totally came from the same brain <laughs> of the wackiness and just, like, the creativity and very cool. So, highly recommend. I kind of spoiled it a little, but if you haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> it's an amazing yeah. movie. Even I've seen that That's one. That's good. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, So should we move into questions? Yeah. Questions. Okay. First one is pretty obvious. What's your favorite Christmas movie? I have to go first. Oh. I have to go first. Let the Jew go first, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, Kimmy. (laughs) Because here's what happened. You guys sent the question and you were like, oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And I was like, yeah, totally. We're going to have so much to talk about. And then I... (laughs) I looked it up and I was like, I haven't seen any Christmas wow. movie ever, that, ever, and not any that I've like enjoyed. I was like, should I put Polar Express? <laughs> no, that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> so um, my answer is um, the holiday. Mm. Is that a Christmas? Oh movie? yeah, of yeah, course. of course. <laughs> okay. The holiday with uh, Kate Winslet and Jack Black and Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, mm-hmm, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like everybody who watches that, like, wants to go get a tiny little cottage (laughs) cabin in England somewhere and just fall in love Mm -hmm. with Jude Law. Yeah, I have fond memories of it. I think think that's hard-pressed to find a Christmas romance movie that I enjoy, Mm. you know, that's bordering on comedy. There's not... That's not really my cup of tea, so... um, but I did like that one. You kind of seem like a Nancy Myers bitch, Kimmy. Who who is that? That's who directed it, and she directed like she directs all those comfy movies with like throw pillows everywhere. And I just feel <laughs> like comes she's kind of hot your, chocolate. She's kind of your aesthetic sometimes. <laughs> I'll have to look up some of her other movies. She directed The Parent Trap. Oh, mm, I do like The Parent Trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I liked I liked Under the Tuscan Sun. That seems like in the same yeah, vein. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all. I don't have honorable mentions nice. because you know, because it did, that wasn't part of my life. That's a good answer, so. though. Good, good. Um, my honorable mention. I only have one. Is Gremlins. Mm, Gremlins. I love Gremlins. I showed it to Kimmy last Christmas. Oh. <laughs> I think it's I think it's fun. Like, why not have a horror movie in Christmas time? Mm-hmm. But also, Mogwais are so cute. And Gremlins watching it great. again with Kimmy, like now that I'm an adult, I was like, oh my gosh! Since when is the main character hot? <laughs> <laughs> he was hot. He was so hot. I was like, you are the cutest man. <laughs> so I really like Gremlins. I haven't seen any of the sequels, but. I had, like, a gizmo stuffed animal growing up and everything. Love him. Love that baby boy. Um, My favorite Christmas movie, though, is absolutely the Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh, nice. I think it's the best. It's so Mm -hmm. fucking funny. It's so funny. And it's such an aesthetic, and you get to go see it at Universal Studios. I think it might be gone now. 
it's like the paint is all chipped and stuff like whoville yeah. and everything but i heard it playing down the hallway at school this past week like a teacher was showing it on the last day and i instantly knew from like not even a line of dialogue it was like the background music oh. <laughs> at the beginning when they're all like walking down the street and anthony hopkins is narrating and yeah i just think it's it's like one of my favorite jim carrey roles that's it's a really great good. one he does such a good job yeah he's very yeah. funny so my honorable mention is I think what you thought my real answer is, which is Die Hard. Um, yeah. It's mostly my honorable mention. I, I do die on the hill that it's a Christmas movie. Like, this, the whole soundtrack is fucking Christmas. They talk about Christmas. The whole thing takes place at a Christmas party. You see Santa. There's now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Like, it's a Christmas movie. But it's my honorable mention because <laughs> my real answer is, like, the traditional family-friendly yeah. feel-good Christmas movie. And my real answer is Home Alone, which I know is like a very popular answer. I'm not original, but that movie brings me so much joy and it never stops bringing me joy. And it doesn't get old even when you're older. Like it's still fun and funny and like makes me cry at the end when his mom comes home. So I love Home Alone. Okay, Riley, your turn. I had a lot of trouble with picking this. (laughs) Uh, so I usually every Christmas try and watch a Christmas movie like every day and Mm. not like sit down and watch it but like turn it on while I'm like making dinner or cleaning or something just to have Christmas movies on all the time Mm -hmm. but I have not done that this year and so I was thinking what is the one movie I really want to watch this Christmas if I only get to watch one I came to the decision that it's the Santa Claus with Oh, Tim I love that movie. I'm trying to think why because my second one was Christmas Vacation because mm. it's just hilarious, but The Santa Claus is just such a good like Christmas like movie. He's Santa. Mm-hmm. And not the second one or the third one though. Just the first one. <laughs> the third one, yikes. <sighs> so bad. But yeah. Okay, question number 2 that we came up with is what's your favorite bad movie? I'll go first again. So my my honorable mention is The Boy. <laughs> that, that's funny. Which, you know what? Because you go watch it because it's going to be bad. But to be honest, it's kind of good. But then it like you slaps. Know? <laughs> yeah. It does. <laughs> I just remember having a freaking blast yeah. watching that. Yeah. And it was hilarious. And so when it turned out that the twist was actually like kind of good, it was pretty <laughs> right. exhilarating. Yeah, watching that with you was really fun. And then also showing it to Courtney was really fun. I was like, you reacted yeah. exactly as I hoped you would. <laughs> <laughs> but my real answer is um, the Divergent movie. <laughs> <laughs> Chef's kiss. I love her. So funny. <laughs> it's like so bad. It's so bad. I... I kind of like those, though. Can you guys explain you know? that to me next round? I think we're gonna, yeah. Okay. We, cool. We've talked about it so much. I feel like we have to do it. But the most recent time we watched it, we had it was the first weekend of quarantine, and we watched all four Hunger Games in a row, and then afterwards... Which was beautiful. It was amazing. And then afterwards, Kimmy was, like, hopping in the shower, and I was like, I'm not done here. <laughs> <laughs> I found Divergent on some some app, and I was laughing so hard that Kimmy like came back out and she like started watching it with me and it was it's so funny (laughs) it's so funny it's so bad and you know what if we did do it on the pod I feel like I would have to watch the next one that came out Mm. I never watched the third one I've seen never watched it I've seen them all except the fourth one that they won't release (laughs) because it's too bad I was gonna say I thought they had one they literally didn't release 
I know, I'm so upset. Yeah. <laughs> it's such trash. Seriously, they're just holding it hostage? Yeah, no studio would touch it. They were like, it's disgusting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's disgusting. Get this ugly baby out of here. <laughs> oh, man, that's rough. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I wish I could see it. <laughs> but gotta love me some Theo James, though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what kind of shitty dialogue he's saying. I'll watch him say whatever. <laughs> Do you want to go next, Riley? Sure. Um, okay, my honorable mentions are every Adam Sandler movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) All the shitty movies he makes on Netflix. Mm. I love that shit. I don't know why. (laughs) I know what I'm signing up for, and I know how bad it's going to be, but Mm -hmm. I love it. But my real answer is also one of my favorite movies, which is Rat Race. Ah, that's a great answer. I know it's a bad movie, but I love it. No, it's a perfect movie. I do feel like that's one of those ones where there's such a big following for it. You know, it's it's got like the cult status even though people acknowledge it's not good. Yeah. I know yeah, I true. know it's terrible, but it's just funny. It is and so it's funny. Good. And Smash Mouth is in it. So like Smash Mouth is in it, yes. You're making the exact same arguments that the Take 3 boys made when they said it was a good Yeah, movie. yeah, totally. Okay, cool. I like them then. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so my honorable mentions, I have two. One is The Room. I mean, it's like the most classic bad movie of all time, but it's a blast. Yeah. Uh, My second honorable mention, because I've only seen it once, but God, did I have a good time, is Night of the (laughs) Demons, which I watched with Courtney and my sister and my brother-in-law. And that movie was so ridiculous. I can't even... One of the most ridiculous things I've ever witnessed in my whole life. And then my real answer, which... I'm going to tell you the title before I talk about it. I would like you to guess its percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It's mm-hmm. The Master of Disguise. Oh, I Ooh. love that movie, oh but God. I'm guessing it's like a 17 or a 37. Okay. I'm going to guess 13. Okay. Riley, any guesses? 22. It's a fucking one person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's such a bummer. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> I think I watched it once as an adult, and even though I was like, whoa, I thought this was way better as a kid, I still had a really fun time. So, Master of Disguise. (laughs) Wow, I haven't thought about that movie in a billion years. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. It's so crazy, it just might work. By 1%, you mean 100. Yeah. (laughs) 100. They left off a couple zeros. That's embarrassing. Okay, uh, my honorable mention is Suicide Squad. Nice. Because (laughs) I just keep going back for it, and I know it's bad, but I still get giddy every time Margot's on screen, and it's funny. It's fun to watch after, like, knowing how bad it is, Mm -hmm. because I I was really excited to see it in theaters, but then you give it some breathing room, and then it's just funny, (laughs) so. Honestly, honestly, all the jokes that you slayed, Courtney, about Cara Delevingne, like, shaking her hips and that's her power, it's like, does it for me. It's horrible. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's so terrible. The movie doesn't make any sense, but it's funny. Yeah. Um, And then my real answer is Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movies. Oh, yeah. I could still get on board with watching like a Billboard Dad or Passport to Paris. Passport to Paris. Oh, Mm. yeah. Yes. And and I've even gone back for like the sing alongs just to be like, I just want that trip down memory lane. I just want to remember those songs. And I do. 
Um, and I think, like, my real answer, though, of all of their movies would be one that I think was just, like, their popularity had waned so intensely that I don't know if anyone cares about this one. It's called The Challenge. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. I think And I then all her, their boyfriends from the other movies show up at the end? Yes. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> That's so meta. Good for them. Yep. And um, it's, like, Survivor. It's, like, the two of yeah. them. And I just remember watching it and being, like, I'm too old for this. And I looked, and I was, like, 10 when it came out. (laughs) (laughs) You already knew it wasn't good. (laughs) I did, and, like, I remember, like, being like, ugh, Aaron wants to watch it. I guess I'll watch it, but I wanted to watch it, too. (laughs) Okay, well, after those questions, um, I did not, for Riley, too, and the listeners, uh, I didn't let Courtney and Kimmy watch a trailer, and I didn't even let them read the full synopsis. (laughs) So I gave them the picture, and a little synopsis, which is what we went into the movie with, and I thought it was appropriate to give them that much. Okay. Also kind of gave them, like, ideas for stuff to guess about. So, anyway, for your listeners, the movie is called My Santa. It's starring Matthew Lawrence and this other lady, and she's a <laughs> single mother who has a chip on her shoulder about Christmas. This is what the thing you sent us says. Single mother, Jen, has a dislike for the holidays, but after meeting... Handsome mall Santa Chris, Jen starts to. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but then I finished the sentence in a different text. I forget what she it said. She says, Oh, Jen starts to rediscover the magic of Christmas. There we go. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I'm ready to go. Like, I've got stuff at the hip. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it, Corny. I'm going to go extreme, and I'm going to say there is real magic in this movie, mm. and that it's called My Santa. Because Santa sends hot younger Santas <laughs> to women in need. And so he was, like, assigned to her. And mm. he's been sent to show her that there is still magic in the world. And maybe he was sent to, like, get the kid. The kid wished for him. Wished Santa would send a hotter Santa for his mom. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I know my mom wouldn't be into fat Santa. <laughs> yeah. So I really do think that Matthew Lawrence is some kind of magic. I don't think mm. he's just like a hunk that works at what kind of person hires a hot mall Santa? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great question, Courtney. I'm so confused and concerned. <laughs> wow. I wow. I wasn't even thinking about real ma- magic, but now I'm kind of thinking that you might be onto something. Like I think hmm, Santa Chris Santa Chris. Santa Chris. I was going to guess that his name is either Chris or Nick. That's funny. I think. um, Or Kringle. Just Kringle? First name, Kringle. I think that he is the real Santa. Okay, when you first said your prediction, Courtney, I was like, that's not right. That's not right. But now that I think about it, it kind of makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Because why would... Why would the real Santa be a, a mall Santa just for this one woman? Okay. <laughs> he exists Maybe... only for her. Yeah. yeah. It's called He's my Santa. Santa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to just put my bets in here and say that I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is going to play at some point in this movie. Let's remember that the budget is about $2.50, mm-hmm. so. Yep. <laughs> okay, all right. Then I'm just going to depart from Courtney and say that there is no magic oh. in this. That it's just a love story that happens to be around Christmas time, and he is some kind of, like, 
you know, if she's type A single mom, then he's kind of like all over the place, wacky, funny, brings life and joy into her existence that she didn't have before because women who have children don't have lives. <laughs> and I think, I think that he, the kid's going to go on his lap and be like, I, for Christmas, I want a daddy. Mm. Or, or maybe there's like a big crash in the mall. Like the kid mm. is like running after his bouncy ball and he runs into Santa Chris. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, my son. Ugh, my my son. Oh, who who are you? Uh, I'm Santa Chris. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's like, it's like a meet cute, love at first sight. Oh, no, but, but you don't like Christmas? What's her name, Jen? Yeah, yeah, it's Jen. How can you not like Christmas? It's the best time of the year. Because I don't have time for that. I'm a mother. Can't you see? We don't have time for Christmas. Kimmy, I've never seen you act before, but I can picture it. Oh, now. this is not it. <laughs> You're seeing her top dollar stuff right now. This is why. This is why they pay me the big bucks. Um, I don't know. Am I getting anywhere? Well, it sounded like Courtney had something else to say as well. Yes. So we have to come up with why she doesn't like Christmas and maybe mm-hmm. like a tragic backstory about why she's single because the only way a woman could be single is if there was tragedy involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to go that route that like anyone's dead. I'm going to go the route of divorced. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't like Christmas because her kid always wants to go to dad's house at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and <laughs> I think that at some point she's going to have hot Saint Nick over to her house and the dad's gonna show up and be like, who's this? And then he's gonna take off his shirt and he's gonna punch the dad. (laughs) (laughs) I do think he will be shirtless at some point. He's just too Mm. hunky. Yeah. I hope so. I guess I gotta know, like, what his personality is because it's like, is he going, like, the I'm a dopey hot guy route? Like, like Jack from Boy Meets World? Or is it like, no, I'm... I'm sensitive. Don't look at my abs. I didn't mean for them to happen. I didn't mean for them to happen. I don't know that much about Matthew Lawrence, but he just doesn't strike me as like tall, dark, and handsome kind of dude. He's look at his fucking smile and his It's definitely like a like a he definitely like wears like you know those Hawaiian shirts that are also Christmas themed? No. You know, like, he walks around wearing those and he's like, Jen, why don't you like Christmas? Oh my God. What does he say? <laughs> don't, what does he say? Oh, that his, his, oh, this is a different the, Yeah, yeah, brother. his brother says, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Okay, that is not how it goes. <laughs> That's not it, Kimmy. <laughs> but I do think that the, the Christmas Hawaiian shirts are a mm. part of it. I do. I think there's going to be a sleigh ride. Mm. definitely and ice skating yeah and she's like not good at ice skating so he has to like show her how i think at some Mm. point someone's gonna burn food in the oven maybe him when he's trying to learn how to make latkes because actually she's jewish (laughs) (laughs) that's why she hates christmas wow i'm feeling like a lot of like relatability i'm just kidding i love christmas great I think those are great predictions. I think that was perfect. Wow. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so before the movie starts, I did go down a little rabbit hole looking for fun facts. Um, so I'm going to talk about this stuff first. There are no fun facts. There were three really fucking lame ones on IMDb, as IMDb <laughs> does for movies that are not, like, a big deal. So there's, like, no fun facts. And so I had to do some digging for anything that was kind of fun, and it's not even that fun. 
But I found out there's another movie that came out this year, which My Santa came out in 2013. There's another movie that came out this year by the same production company. It's called The Office Mix-Up. And Matthew Lawrence and the lead, the one who plays Jen, are both in it, but she's not the lead in The Office Mix-Up. And I watched the trailer and I was like crying, laughing. It looks so bad. (laughs) It's just like, at this point, especially since Money Plane just came out this year, I'm just convinced (laughs) that the Lawrence brothers know what they're doing and they really like making these campy weird movies because it's ridiculous. Like, there's no way they don't know. And I'm happy for them because they all seem to do it. And then I just thought it was funny that two of my guests have now been involved in Matthew Lawrence movies with Riley and Dakota, so I guess we have to do Money Plane for the next guest. Oh <laughs> well, well, isn't Riley the one who like posed the whole Lawrence brothers situation in the first place? Yep. She, yeah, she's the one yeah, who made. Because Kayleen didn't know who they were, <laughs> and I was appalled. And and Corny did, and I didn't, so we yeah. established the that the I'm age so gap. fucking old. Yeah. 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 Giant age gap between us. No. No. We we discovered no. that in the two, not even two years, like the one and a, one and a half years between all of us, that there was a Lawrence Brothers knowledge gap yeah. that exists mm-hmm. in the world. Um, yeah, movie opens with a single mother. Her name is Jen, and she has a son named Eric. And Pretty much the second he speaks, Riley and I are just like, this is the worst kid actor I've ever seen. And he's so annoying. That makes it so much worse. So So bad. So bad. um, Yeah, he's just horrible. And he's like talking about this action figure called the Mike Maxim action figure that he wants for Christmas. And she says she'll see. She can't promise anything. And he goes, that's okay. Santa will get it for me. And she kind of makes a face to show she doesn't really like Christmas. Oh my god, what if this is already a life-size situation where he gets oh. the doll and it turns into Santa? <laughs> into Matthew Lawrence? <laughs> That's that would have been a better movie, Courtney. That's funny. That would explain why he's so hot. Okay. <laughs> Cut to Matthew Lawrence. Yay, he's in here so quick. Um, and then there's a surprise guest, which, sorry, Kimmy, but you won't be able to guess this person because you didn't watch Parks and Rec. But Courtney... If you had to think of all the main characters from Parks and Rec and which one would make the most obvious Santa, who would you pick? Jerry. That's who it is. Yeah. Before you even said Santa, I was like, nobody else but Jerry would do this kind of movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Jerry Gergich is in this movie. He's like his right-hand man. They're, they're a team for the Santa thing. And uh, what's funny is Jerry's name is Jack in the movie, which is Matthew's character in Boy Meets World. And we also have Eric, which is a character from Boy Meets World. Matthew's name, oh my god, guess what? It's Chris, you were right. (laughs) Yeah. So his name is Chris, um, which I also thought was funny because it's his character's name in Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm. Lots Mm. of connections. It's almost like there are only four white men names. (laughs) Yeah. Then they have this little discussion about Chris looking for the perfect wife and uh, how they've been looking in the big cities, but they've now turned to a small town for the search. Jack goes, yeah, I don't know why we had to go to Podunk, USA. And I thought that was hilarious because it's so similar to Horse Sense where he says Pooresville, USA. Maybe they let him write his own lines. I feel like they did. Are these two men on a hunt? Like, I don't like this. (laughs) That's kind of what it sounds like. 
Then we cut back to Jen at her office because she's a working gal. <laughs> what does she do? You'll find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get you her. tell her, Riley. <laughs> um, okay, so she's working. Hot guy walks up and goes, hey, I'm the new guy. Then we find out they're working at a, a newspaper, and he's the mm. new crime reporter mm. with all the crime that ha- happens in Podunk, USA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are two men hunting women right now. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> oh, I got one. Um, Jen's shirt is unbuttoned, uncomfortably low, like <gasps> almost all the way down. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, she also has this really disgusting mug that <laughs> is shaped like a cow's udder. Wow. Oh, I want that. That sounds fun. <laughs> Um, so he's like, I like to show my cleavage on top and in my cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Titties everywhere. Um, okay, so her and hot guy, we find out his name is Sam. They go into the break room to have a conversation, and it's just the most echoey room that you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why they chose to film in there or didn't do anything about it, but... <laughs> Um, they start talking about businessy things like we gotta meet those deadlines, huh? <laughs> <laughs> then we cut back to Santa pals. They're at a, a mall and uh, they're talking to what seems to be the mall owner guy who says, Sorry guys, I can't afford to have a mall Santa this Christmas. It's just not in the budget. Chris tells him, Well, it's fine. Don't worry about it because you don't have to pay me and I'm actually going to pay you and give you 50% of the fees that I get from these photos I'm going to take with the kids. And all of a sudden this magical (laughs) music starts playing as Chris says, for me, this is a labor of love. It's what I was born to do. Be a mall Santa? (laughs) Murder women. (laughs) Kidnap lovers. So the owner of the mall is in this little trance and goes, oh, okay, yeah. I'm in then. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> they drugged him. So then uh, we meet the neighbor slash friend of Jen. Her name is Susie. Susie is quite a character. And so Susie is babysitting Eric and mean old mommy is like, I don't want to put up Christmas stuff yet because it's all like out in the boxes. And Eric is like, come on, let's put up the tree. She's like, I'm so tired from working at the newspaper all day and sitting at my desk. (laughs) Then he's kind of like upset about the Christmas tree and he asks if they can have a real one this year because they've always used a fake one. And she's like, no, I don't like that idea. Then it kind of cuts to later. I think he might go up to his room. And she and Susie are talking about the action figure being sold out. And then the music starts to swell. And Susie is explaining the meaning of Christmas. Like, it's not about material things. It's fine. And Jen says, all I remember about Christmas is being left with an infant when my husband walked out on us. Yes! Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. Jen... (laughs) I'm so sorry, Jen. Um, And Susie, trying to be supportive and get her friend into Christmas, says that they should go to the mall Santa because Eric would really like that. So she agrees. The next day, they are in line for the mall Santa. And, I mean, you guys already said it, but Chris is playing Santa, not Jerry, which doesn't make any motherfucking sense. And Jerry is an elf. Jerry, a.k.a. Jack, is an elf. 
But the good thing about Chris being the Santa is he actually has a pretty good Santa voice, even though obviously like everything on him has to be fake because he looks nothing like Santa. The kids who sit on his lap, it's also funny, they're like all as big as him, partially because he's a small guy, but also they're like older children, like nine and ten and stuff. (laughs) Um, And then we get the longest montage ever of kids sitting on his lap, and it's just backed by music, and we're just like... Why is this going on for so long? And then finally it lands on Eric, which is the kid we came here to see. And Santa says that he knows that he wants the Mike Maxim action figure and says, I saw that you were on the nice list this year, Eric. And he winks at him. How does he know that? How does he know that? Hey, there's magic, Kimmy. You think there's really magic? (laughs) And then Eric, who was not a believer in Santa, gets this look on his face of like, yes, Santa is real, and hugs him. And Eric says that he also wants for Christmas a real Christmas tree. And uh, then he leaves, having a good time with Santa. He leaves. And he's like, Mommy, Santa knew that I wanted that action figure. Can't you believe it? And then she's so mad, and she runs in, even though, like, other kids are supposed to come up next. She runs in, and she's like, how dare you, Santa? You're the worst Santa. You don't know if I can get that toy for my son or not. And then he uh, gets up from his post to go talk to her. They, he, Chris basically says, like, okay, we can't do this here, lady. Let's go in this room. When they get into this kind of side room, he kind of, you know, takes his beard off and his hat off. and Pulls out Eric- a knife. Surprise, it's hot. Oh, whoa. We went on different roads there. (laughs) So Eric sees this from kind of outside with Susie and is like, oh my god, look. And Susie's like, oh, um, um, don't worry, Eric, Santa, um, um. And Eric kind of fills it in and goes, well, it's okay. I know because Santa is like Clark Kent where he uses a disguise sometimes so people don't know who he is he kind of oh my god and, and Susie's like oh yeah that's actually totally, santa that totally makes sense that he would do that right <laughs> anyway so jen's in there yelling at him about so hard to be a single mother and can't get this action figure and blah 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 and chris basically tells her to embrace the spirit of christmas and says i get this feeling that christmas holds some really bad memories for you and she's kind of like oh, how'd you know that <laughs> And he basically, <laughs> he puts the kind of beard back on and goes, because well, I'm Santa, duh. And then he goes, oh, actually, my name's Chris. Nice to meet you, Jen. And she's like, how'd you know my name? <laughs> and he goes, oh, lucky guess. And she says, yeah, obviously, <laughs> it is a lucky guess. And Jen is like the most common fucking white woman name. He could have said anything. But he was like, nice to meet you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, well, my son must have told you. That's, that's how you know. My son must have told you. And then they kind of, you know, walk out of the room like everything's okay and they're not so upset anymore and they're kind of fine, which seemed to escalate from 100 to 0 really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jack basically says, you're not falling for humbug mommy, are you? <laughs> okay. Okay. And I, just, I can't stand... That he calls her that multiple yeah. times throughout the movie. Ew. Humbug mommy. Humbug mommy? <laughs> it's like weirdly inappropriate, kind of. But it like, is, yeah. <laughs> I feel like when they're inevitably arrested for the murdering of women, <laughs> they're going to be called the humbug mommy killers. Wow. <laughs> no, he's 
ba daddy and she's humbug mommy. <laughs> ba daddy. And humbug mom. Ba humbug? Yeah. Isn't it? You got it. You got it. <laughs> ba daddy and humbug mommy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um. Anyways, okay. So Jack says... No humbug mommy. You've got to find somebody who's a more serious candidate since he only has... To be Mrs. Claus! <laughs> since he only has until midnight on Christmas Eve because he's the heir to the legacy. I'm so, I said it. <laughs> the son of Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my God. See, wow. Kimmy, there's magic. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's Santa Claus's son? Mm-hmm. Confirmed. The son oh of Santa God. Um, so basically they say how Chris has to fall in love or get a wife in order to become the next Santa Claus, otherwise some other generation of Santa Clauses are going to take over for the Santas that are happening. Um, and so if everyone's vying for the position to be like the heir to the Santa throne? Apparently, yeah. Wow. Wouldn't you? Jeez. <laughs> There's just a whole bunch That's of families like, who name their son Chris, and they're all, like, ready to battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's funny about this, too, is it's, like, this happens other times throughout the movie, but, like, we started to predict this right around, you know, with all the weird, like, trance and some of the weird things he was saying. We were, like, all right, making predictions. Like, he is Santa. He's the son of Santa. That's why his name is Chris. And then the next second they say it, and we're, like, oh. We thought that would be a reveal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But instead, it just happens immediately. It is official now, after Jen doing some research about the Mike Maxim toy, that is, it is officially, like, sold out everywhere. And if she tries to look for it online, it's, like, four times market value, so she doesn't want to pay those prices. And Sam, the hot guy from work, asks her out for a drink after work. So mm. then they go to the bar... And he's finishing a story, which just makes me giggle because it's silly when people say stuff like this. He goes, this is like the beginning of the scene, but he's finishing the story. And he says, and then they made me their (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He says, once I traced the payments to the senator's account, I knew we had him. We published and he's serving three to five for tax evasion. Mm. that's what they're talking Mm. about she's like wow fascinating um (laughs) and then he says that he moved yeah (laughs) tell me more um he says that he moved here because that paper unfortunately went under they kind of talk about you know their uh what's it called like their career aspirations and she says that right now she doesn't really think about anything other than, like, her job and her son because she already has more than she can handle with the Christmas spirit article. Which to me is just super silly because it's, like, one assignment and it's your job. And she's like, it's so stressful. And it sounds Whatever. like he's doing Pulitzer Prize winning work. And she's like, they're <laughs> right. making me cover the Christmas cookie contest. <laughs> Um, before she leaves, because she has to go, you know, relieve the babysitter, uh, he asks her on a second date, and she agrees. So then Susie and Eric cut to them before Mom gets home. They're singing Christmas songs together, and then when they're done, he goes, Why doesn't Mommy like Christmas like us? And she basically says, Give her time, she'll come around. And then when Jen gets home, Susie leaves, and Eric brings up to his mom again how he wants a real Christmas tree because the fake Christmas tree doesn't smell. And she kind of says, like, oh, you want a smelly Christmas tree? He's like, yes, I want a smelly Christmas tree. And 
Um, she's, like, kind of making up excuses for why she doesn't want a Christmas tree, but they're pretty lame, and, and he's like, no, I want one. And so she says she'll think about it. Back at the office again, and there's two people who they talk to in the office, and besides that, I don't think they could afford to have any extras, except <laughs> for one that you see, like, one time. And she's kind of there in the corner. Jen watches as a Christmas tree is brought into the office and decides she will get a real tree. So she goes home and basically says, we're going on a surprise drive, kid, get in the car, where are we going? (laughs) And they end up at a Christmas tree farm and kid's all excited. They start walking up and, oh, surprise, Chris works here. Santa Chris. (laughs) Eric basically says, hi, Santa. Um, He's dressed Normally, by the way, not as Santa. Is he wearing a Hawaiian Christmas shirt? <laughs> don't believe he was wearing a Hawaiian Christmas shirt, sorry. God damn it! Um, so he says, hi Santa, and he basically says, no, my name's Chris. And Eric says, like Chris Kringle? <laughs> I know who you are. I know your tricks. <laughs> and Chris basically says, oh, guess what, Eric? I have a Christmas tree with your name on it right here. And it literally has a little ornament with the name Eric on it. That's sweet. Oh. And so he basically says, I'll, I'll deliver it to your house. And Jen's like, no. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> but then we start hearing this magical music play again. It's the Christmas roofies. <laughs> the Christmas roofies? <laughs> Did you say Christmas roofies? Yeah. yeah, you could so easily use this power for evil. It's like the Christmas angel dust or whatever. He's like blowing on her and now she's like under his spell. I'm going to come to your house. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, he's like, I can deliver it to your house. And she's like, no. And then the music plays and she's like, actually, okay, sure. Why don't you come over and and have some milk and cookies with us when you drop the tree off? So on brand. (laughs) And (laughs) she goes, here, I'll write my address down for you so you know where to drop it. And he's like, oh, no need. (laughs) I already stalked you. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you know where we live? <laughs> He's like, no, that'd be, that'd be creepy if I knew that. I just, I meant, um, I meant, I'll, I'll just remember it. Just tell me it and I'll remember it. So we cut to the house where Chris is coming over to bring the trees. So Jen opens the door with cookie dough basically all the way up to her elbows. And it looks <laughs> Like, um, cake batter <laughs> all the way up to her elbows. And she, like, <laughs> she do, like, stuff her fist off the cookie dough tube. <laughs> Riley was literally like, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so gross. <laughs> in the t- cookie dough tube. <laughs> She's covered in cookie dough and then cooks chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> she doesn't. She was covered in cake batter. How'd she get chocolate chip cookies out of that? I don't. I don't know. It was gross. So she makes these chocolate chip cookies while Chris and Eric are decorating the house for Christmas. They put up the tree and some other decorations. And she walks out to come take a look at it. And for two seconds. She's out there looking, and the cookies are burning! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Hey, uh, you guessed that! <laughs> Chris says, don't worry, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. You sit here, enjoy the Christmas scenery with your son. Chill out. 
They seem like they're sitting there for a really long time, just in <laughs> silence, looking at Christmas stuff while Chris is in the kitchen. Um, and he walks out just with these sugar cookies and hot chocolate. The sugar cookies look like they were decorated by a, a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she basically says they look great. <laughs> and they drink hot cocoa and eat cookies. Yeah. Eric then goes to bed. It's his bedtime. And Jen and Chris are discussing where he's from, blah, blah, blah. And he has to make up, like, a dumb backstory because he's from the North Pole. But he's like, I'm from North Canada. And she's like, that's a weird way to say Northern Canada. And then he says, you were married eight years ago. Like, even though that's not what they were talking about. And she goes, how did you know that? And he goes, well, you know, Eric is seven. I just did the math, which is not a good excuse. Mm-mm. No. And I just feel like she at this point should be like, you're a stalker and I need to get away from you. But she doesn't. So then he asks her to dinner and she's like, oh, I would love to. But unfortunately, I have to do research for this Christmas article that day. Sorry. And he's like, oh, well, I could help, like, it's this dinner that she has to go to with this family, and he's like, I could help, like, I could come dressed as Santa, and she's like, sure, but just so you know, it's not a date, like, I'm a professional, I take my job very seriously, and he's like, oh, totally, and I just thought that was funny, because they have no chemistry, so at no point would I think it's a date if I were him, but different story. Then it's, uh, later... And Jen is complaining to Susie about being lonely, and she's just so envious of how many dates Susie goes on. And Susie says, dates, yes. Mates, no. And then Susie's like, um, I don't know what you're talking about, though. You literally have, like, the two hottest guys ever fighting over you. And then she's like, but I think I'm rooting for Chris because he made these delicious cookies. And she goes to grab one, and then she's like, nope, get them away from me. Because, you know, women only think about their weight. And then (laughs) (laughs) Susie's trying to convince Jen that she needs to take a chance on love because, you know, it'll solve your loneliness. And she goes, you have to be in it to win it. Sam then shows up to pick her up for the lunch date, and Susie is basically acting like, um... I can't remember which is which. Like Thelma, I believe, in Thelma and Louise when she's like panting over Brad Pitt. That's Uh, cute. (laughs) Yeah, she's like super lusting after Sam. And she's like, if you don't want him, I do. And it's like, okay, calm down, Susie. And um, (laughs) and then he comes to the door and there's just this really awkward encounter where he's like making jokes while both of them are in the doorway. But his jokes aren't funny and they don't get the jokes anyway. And it's so weird. And then they leave and and they're like, that went well, but it did not. (laughs) Um, Then they have like a really short date at a diner. Nothing really happens. And she doesn't really seem that into him. And then he brings her back home. But he intensely kisses her anyway. And, like, it's a good kiss, but I'm like, where did that come from? Wow. Chris and Jack are talking about Jen, if I remember correctly, and they're just talking about her. And Chris says, I can feel my powers getting stronger the more time I spend with Jen. And I'll, I'll prove it to you, Jack. Look, look into this courtyard here. I'll tell you which kids are naughty and nice. And he basically says they're all nice except for that one kid in the green shirt. And then that kid in the green shirt knocks ice cream out of the girl's hands that's next to him. And the music gets really, really dramatic. And then (laughs) I realized that all the kids that were standing there in the courtyard are the same kids from the montage of kids sitting on Santa's lap. (laughs) They live at the mall. (laughs) (laughs) They're trapped. They shot those scenes on the same day. (laughs) 
so Jack is kind of like, oh, I don't know if that's enough proof, but all right, let's move on. Cut to later in the day, Chris shows up dressed as Santa for that dinner that he's going to with Jen, and he introduces himself to Susie, and she says, your cookies are a girl's worst nightmare. I mean, staple them to my thighs. <laughs> God damn it, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. So Jen basically is like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab my purse. And Susie and Chris are standing there, and Susie basically threatens him to, like, treat Jen well and not be a douche. But she didn't thirst over his hotness like she did with the other guy, which was, I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, Cut to the Christmas assignment. So it's basically that she, I don't even think she knows these people, but her editor or whatever was like i know a family with the most christmas spirit go interview them or something this is really stupid but whatever uh so they're at the house and they're having dinner with this family is called the johnson family jen says though before they go inside they might not be in as cheery of a mood as they normally are because the dad of the family actually lost his job this year But then he opens the door and he's full of cheer. He's like so in a good mood still and like just has a really positive attitude. But then he's also like, why is there a Santa with you? And she's like, oh, you know, like he just wanted to be along for, I don't even know. She's like, this is mall Santa. And they're like, all right. Um, And then when he goes inside, they meet the children of the family, which is a boy and a girl. Anyway, the kids come up to Santa and they're like, holy crap, Santa's here for dinner. And he calls them by name. And, like, after they leave the room or whatever, Jen goes, I don't think I told you their names. And Chris says, mm, I think you did. And she just kind of shrugs it off. And it's like, dude, be alarmed. This is like, Jen, 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 Jen. I see them when they're sleeping, <laughs> and I know when they're awake. <laughs> it's not a big deal, Jen. Calm down. So then Mr. Johnson tells Jen and Chris that they're actually not doing presents this year. Uh, But they just feel blessed to be able to have their decorations up and food on their plates. So he has a very good attitude. Speaking of food, oh no, there's more food burning in the kitchen of this person's house. (laughs) And so uh, Chris goes in because he senses that, you know, the, the wife is having a tough time or whatever. And the turkey's just completely blackened. And she's like, how did this happen? And he's like, don't worry, I'll fix it. Is kind of trying to convince her to leave the room so he can do magic or whatever. But she's like, how the fuck are you going to fix this black turkey? And he's like, don't worry about it. Santa knows best and gets her to leave. He's going to turn it into sugar cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? But they're all decorated. I couldn't save the turkey, but here are these. Yeah. So then the the mom goes out into the into the dining room and they're all kind of like, "What are you doing out here?" And then they just sit there in silence <laughs> while he like fixes stuff. And then he's like, "Oh, whatever the the matriarch's name is." He's like, "Come back in the kitchen." And she does, and of course the turkey looks perfect. And she's like, "What did you do?" And he's like, "I don't know." And he's kind of coy about it. Blew a little Christmas coke on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas roofies do wonders for turkeys. After dinner, <laughs> this is just a really weird continuity error. Mm. Um, they're washing dishes in the kitchen, the dad and Chris, and he hands him a pot to dry, and he's drying a completely different pot. Really bothered me. <laughs> don't like it. Ew. <laughs> they're pretty much just in there cleaning up and putting everything away, and Chris just offers Mr. Johnson a job at the Christmas tree farm. Vague job, just... Do you want a job? 
um, says mm-hmm. it's, you know, great pay, full benefits, at a Christmas tree farm. Yeah, a, <laughs> Makes a sense. seasonal job. A seasonal <laughs> job with benefits. <laughs> uh, so Chris and Jen are getting ready to leave for the night, and as they're leaving, Christmas presents mysteriously appeared under the previously empty Christmas tree, and they leave for the night, and that is the halfway point. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> So I, I stand by there being a sleigh ride in this movie, and now I'm like, it ends with them on his reindeer mm. sleigh. Ooh. Good idea, Gurney. Um, I think there has to, like, this is an interesting halfway point, because I'm like, what, where's the conflict within Jen? And there kind of <laughs> isn't any. I feel like she's going to eventually just choose Chris. No. Maybe it's, what? It, it ends happy. I see it ending. I don't know how we get there, but I see it ending with her being Mrs. Claus Eric is thrilled because he's next in line to be Santa, and she is, like, a reporter for the elves, and she, like, writes this little elf newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my guesses. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have a a real answer and then, like, a a silly answer. Okay, I want Jen to end up with the crime reporter. I just, like... I just feel you like... You can tell Kimmy's Jewish by her not knowing that she'll be with Santa. <laughs> Santa Chris Santa Chris is looking for love for all the wrong reasons. And, mm-hmm. like, it's really not fair that Jen has to, has to be in the throes of that. You know, she's just trying to, like, get by and, like, work and raise her son. And Santa Chris is going to have to freaking save her. And then she's going to be like... Wow, mm. Christmas really is magical, and she's gonna accept this <laughs> strange marriage proposal that gives him access to the Christmas throne. Mm. I don't know. Christmas I hate throne. everything. I hate everything. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I guess some leading questions would be: What could be a conflict to give us some kind of tension in the movie? I don't know if it's really a conflict, but I feel like on Christmas morning. Eric is going to wake up and see the Micah Maxim doll, and Jen is going to be concerned, like, where did this come from? And mm. I guess that's not really a conflict, but I figured she would, like, march down to the mall and be like, did you give this to my son? Mm. And he would be like, marry me. Um, marry me. <laughs> I just think she's going to, she's going to, like, overreact, maybe, to the presents being under the tree at this yeah. other family's house. And be like, what are you doing? Why Why is Christmas so important to you? And he's going to tell her it's about magic mm-hmm. and love. And she's going to be like, not for me. I'm single. <laughs> and, yeah. and he's going to be like, not for long and grab her hand. And she's going to be like, ew, get away from me. And she's going to slap him across the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that their, their like ways of life are just like not going to align. And she's going to like overreact. And she's going to be like, you know, like, where did all those presents come from? You know, like, it's not just about joy. Like, sometimes life is hard and you can't just mm. walk around, like, giving things to everybody because life isn't fair or whatever. Mm. And it's, I think it's going to be, like, kind of like that kind of conflict where she's just going to kind of, if she does end up with him, just kind of come to her senses and be like, I overreacted. Life is about the little things and the special joys and, and we need to you know, not carry around all of our baggage. And I love you, Santa Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe this happens, like, at that family's house. They're all like, presents? Wow, let's open a special present tonight on Christmas Eve. And there's going to be a present in the tree that says Eric, and it's going to be that one doll, and she's going to be pissed. She's mm-hmm. like, I was going to buy him that doll. She, was, she wasn't going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't yeah. think it's going to be a problem with the fact that he's, like, essentially Santa. You know, like, I don't think she's going to be like, I can't deal with this magic. Whoa, whoa. It's too scary for me. Like, I don't think it's going to be like that. I think she's going to, like, accept the fact that he's, like, magical. Okay. So. I think those are pretty good. Getting into the second half of this movie... They're outside of the house now, outside of the Johnson residence, and this is when Jen starts asking questions about all the miracles that seem to be happening mm-hmm. when Chris is around. And he just kind of says, it's the magic of Christmas. Like, he's trying to feel her out and see if she's getting any more into Christmas because he's been doing all these things. Like, she should be, so he thinks. So then she goes into her sad backstory, and you guys, our favorite part of the movie We get the best flashback of all time. Nice. It goes into it with literally like a whoosh sound. And then there's depressing music. The flashback has this dark filter on it. And it's her husband. Wow. And he goes, you tricked me into having a baby. I married. (laughs) Coming in hot. All right. Oh my God. Gets better, you guys. You trick, goes, what did she, she, she trick his dick into her, like, on accident? Give me you. And then he goes, I married you. I think I've done enough. And she says, we have a baby, Paul. And he's like, I'm done. And as he's leaving, he grabs his sweater and it knocks over this little, like, figurine, oh, like Christmas figurine. And it shatters, and she falls to her knees and goes, no! But there's, like, no tears in her eyes. (laughs) And she, quote, weeps and goes, how could you? You know how much that meant to me. And he goes, he goes, that thing was ugly, and then leaves. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, but prediction... New Santa's gonna repair that thing. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's just like... (gasps) It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh wow. So the flashback ends, and she's like, that figurine was the last thing my mom gave me before she died. And she says that she longs for a family like the Johnsons with a loving husband and children and Christmas spirit. And she says she just can't risk dating someone and losing that person, too. She's been hurt too badly. And she says, you can see why I've kind of outgrown Christmas. And he looks so sad, and he says, I know you've had some tough times, but you can never stop opening yourself up to letting magic come into your life. And she says that she almost believes that when she's around him. And then the scene ends. So now we're at Jen's work holiday party with the two other people that work there. (laughs) Um, They're back in that echoey break room, Jen and Sam, and he asks if she ever wants to get into more serious writing. Like, that's kind of rude, dude. She's like, what? What do you mean? And he's like, well, anything you want, like women's rights in Afghanistan or the financial crisis in Switzerland. Okay. Jesus Christ. That's so reductive. God. (laughs) I'm pretty sure women in South Asia are, like, sick of us stereotyping them and being like, that's so horrible. And she's basically offended and, like, what I do is important, too. I'm writing Christmas spirit articles, okay? (laughs) That's it, and the scene's over. So we cut back to Jen's house, and she's putting Eric to bed. 
before Chris comes over. Um, Susie's basically telling her she's looking good, but she's wearing <laughs> jeans and like a little cardigan. Doesn't look that great. Um, Okay, so Chris finally comes over. He's not in his Santa's outfit. He's in normal clothes. And Susie is like, whoa, he's actually really hot because he is. She's commenting on, you know, how good he looks and flirting up a storm with him. Eric says, like, hey, Chris, put me to bed. So he's tucking Eric into bed. It sounds creepy, but it's actually kind of (laughs) cute. Um, so Eric's talking to Chris as he's putting him to bed and is saying all he wants for Christmas now is for his mom to be happy. He thinks that she's lonely and Chris is basically like, she's not lonely. She's got all these friends. Of course she's happy. What are you talking about? And Eric does this really gross (laughs) grunt and is like, I just want her to, you know, get laid. What? (laughs) You don't say that. That's just Kayleen's hilarious note taking. (laughs) I want my mom to be plowed until the sun comes up. (laughs) Um, No, he actually says, I just want her to, you know, fall in love with the right guy. So Chris, then, the reason he came over is to take Jen out on a date, and they do go to an ice rink. What up? Yeah, wow. Courtney, we're Courtney. getting gifts. I'm sorry, these are easy tropes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but they're, I'm like, I'm kind of impressed because, I mean, we've talked about this before, how we go rollerblading sometimes, but I am not good at all at ice skating. And these two, like, I think 40-year-olds are really good at it, and they're not using doubles, so good for them. So yeah, so they're ice skating, and this music is playing over what is supposed to be them, like, growing closer, but it's just like, god, it's so uncomfortable when screenwriters don't write in dialogue for these kinds of things, so it's just Mm. music playing over them, like, faking talking, and it's so clearly faked talking, and they're, Mm. like, doing fake giggling, and it's just, it's not good, but it's supposed to be chemistry. And then they stop skating, and while the music is still playing, they kiss on the ice. I'm like, oh. we had no lead-up to this kiss. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer that you don't get to, like, hear what happened before that. I know. Yeah, so they have their first kiss during, like, a montage, whatever. The ice rink has, it's kind of weird, but also kind of cool. Like, in the very middle of the ice rink, uh, ice rink, whoa. In the very <laughs> middle of the ice rink, there's these tables where you can, like, sit and hang out, which is kind of cool, but also seems, like, dangerous. And so they go, they, like, stop skating, and they go there, and they're drinking hot chocolate in the middle of the ice rink. He says to her, oh, that couple over there is going to get engaged. And she's like, oh, are you a mind reader? Kind of joking. And he goes, well, I am Santa's son. That's how it comes out, you guys. Whoa. And she just kind of laughs and is like, oh, I'd almost believe you. Like, I don't know any other adults that are this into Christmas. And he's like, no, I'm serious. And then goes into this big old spiel, like, keeps talking doesn't stop talking and he says I want you to come with me to the North Pole tonight and she's like okay I think this is kind of this is a weird joke um but then even though he's saying all this crazy stuff she thinks now is the time to tell him I think I'm falling in love with you Ah. oh they're just trying to out crazy each other god (laughs) like who's gonna bow out first yeah exactly it's a chicken I'm Santa's son oh oh yeah well I'm in love with you you. (laughs) And then he says he's in love with her, too. And that's why I want you and Eric to come with me to the North Pole. 
And then he's going into the deep backstory of the Santa legacy and how he has to take over the throne. And then she's very clearly getting visibly upset by the joke. As he's, like, continuing to talk, she just, like, gets up and he's like, what's going on? And she, this time I think real tears are coming out, but she's crying and she's like, I gotta go. Like, I knew you weren't the right guy for me. And she runs out of the ice rink crying. And then he follows her into the parking lot. And he says, Jen, don't go. Why don't you believe in me? And she drives away. Jen then calls Sam to meet her at their spot. Even though I think they've gone on, like, two dates. But whatever. And I think she's, like, taking this as the opportunity to find out, like, if this is the guy she should be with. And she says, I need a partner who takes our relationship seriously and who wants to take care of Eric with me. And he's like, yeah, you totally deserve that, but I'm not that guy. And he says he's not ready to settle down, which I'm kind of like, I mean, sure, live your life. But he's like 40, so it's kind of just a strange thing for him to be like, I'm not ready, man. That's too big of a commitment. (laughs) Um So yeah, that's how that goes, and she's sad because now she doesn't believe Chris, and she found out Sam is not going to be the man for her. Goes back home. Poor Jen. Yeah. Okay, so Jen goes home, trying to cry, but not really crying. (laughs) She's talking with Susie and says that neither guy's right for her, and tells her about how Chris told her the crazy Santa story, and says, I fell in love with him, Susie. How'd I do this? (laughs) <laughs> so Jen's talking to Eric on the couch, and he's sad that she doesn't believe Chris is really Santa, because of course he still believes that he's, you know, Clark Kent Santa. <laughs> and some, <laughs> someone must have placed a tear in this kid's eye, because there's no way he produced that on his own. <laughs> he's such a bad actor, you guys. <laughs> yeah. He's so bad. Okay, so then we cut to Chris packing up all his Santa clothes up in Santa's village at the mall, and... He's putting them into this chest, clearly packing everything up because it's Christmas Eve and they gotta go. Um, they have a half an hour till midnight, and Chris is sad about you know things aren't gonna work out with Jen. And Jack basically says that you know Chris talks about Jen like how Santa talked about his wife when they first met, and maybe he should use his magic to try and fix it. So he thinks about it, and cut two presents appearing under Jen's tree. So Ooh. then that's manipulative. <laughs> A present for Eric. It's Mike Maxim. Maxim Mike? Mike Maxim. Yeah. Little action figure doll. And he's all excited. And then he looks behind the tree a little further. And there's another present for Jen. (laughs) And it's the little figurine that her Uh, ex broke. It was cute. So, yeah, I was, like, I was pretty happy with that figurine part. Like, you guessed it, Courtney, but I was not expecting it, and she opens it, and I was like, mm, okay, okay, movie. (laughs) Good try. (laughs) Good try. Um, So then, obviously, I mean, this figurine that was broken beyond repair and the doll that she couldn't get are there. So she's like, holy crap, that guy's real Santa. And so she and Eric rush to find him at Santa's workshop at the mall, and it's just, like, the longest scene of them running to this really, like, silly upbeat music <laughs> just goes on forever and then um we see that it's almost midnight like it's literally a couple of minutes to midnight and chris is still packing up the santa outfit and it was like six articles of clothing i'm like that took you 30 minutes um and then jared whoa jen and eric are running through the mall but as we like see them packing up but then they get into the workshop and it's empty and they're like no we're too late He left without us. They don't really know what to do. They're both so sad. And she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it sooner to Eric. And then they kind of like walk out of the workshop all sad. 
and they go back to their car. But don't worry, Jack and Chris are still in the parking lot packing up the truck. And Jen confesses that she... It turns into a sleigh, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Jen confesses her belief, uh, like, about him. She's like, I believe that you are the son of Santa, and I believe in Christmas. And he says, I know you've had bad experiences with Christmas, but I promise every Christmas from here on out is going to be the best thing ever. And all three of them hug as a family, and Jack's just in the corner like, aw. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they do finally get, like, a good kiss but then the camera has to do that thing where it zooms around them 360 like so many Uh. times. (laughs) Yes. This is the end of the movie, but Riley and I had this huge fear that when they kissed, he was going to turn into like a traditional Uh. Santa Claus. (laughs) Thankfully, he stays hot. Don't worry. Yeah. (laughs) And it starts to snow. End of the movie. (laughs) That was my Santa (laughs) I was right in so many ways. Yeah, you were like you really right. Really impressed. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Ready to rate this? Yes. 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 Let's go. Three, two, one. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm fucking pissed. Mine's the highest, and it's this low. <laughs> That is rude. Uh, so, Courtney, you gave it? I gave it a three. Uh, Kayleen and Riley. I'm happy we tied. Uh, we oh, both gave it two and a half. Yeah. I, I gave it a one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kimmy, you go. Okay, yeah, I gave it a one because not only does this movie seem, like, really poorly made <laughs> as far as, like, continuity and other production aspects goes, but it also doesn't even, like, feel that fun to like make fun of like that's really all I want to say okay <laughs> you know it just doesn't yeah. feel like really well made or very entertaining in like a corny sense mm. maybe it's just because I really haven't seen that many of these kinds you know where amongst like not just movies in general but like Christmas movies as its own sect kind of like how we did Disney movies mm. you know d- uh decom movies as its own thing yeah, like yeah. where amongst those types of movies would it rank you know mm. are you asking us or you're just thinking that yourself yeah i'm thinking that and yeah. you know if you if you want to answer it if that's part of your rating i would love to hear it mm. it's part of mine i could do that okay. go for it yeah going off of what kimmy just said um i think i gave this a three and i wanted to give it lower but i was like don't be mean <laughs> <laughs> Because Riley, your guys' explanation, this is definitely like a 9 or a 10. (laughs) This is a great episode, and you did a wonderful job. And so I'm like, it's so funny. It's a a very funny explanation and everything. So then off of that standard, I do have to kind of rate it against DCOMs or something like The Click. Mm -hmm. And my big dings is that DCOMs teach you something. They are for the youth to (laughs) learn. And then something like The Click is still for the youth and it has a purpose and I just cannot get behind the audience that goes and seeks these kinds of movies mm. out. It's us. It's But it's fun <laughs> to seek it out in a joking way. Like, yeah. not my cup of tea. I could have been meaner to it. I really wish I had been. <laughs> and I'm never going to watch a movie like this. <laughs> but I'm that glad a hot, a hot man was cast in it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you can go next, Riley. Okay. I mean, my reasoning is not really all that exciting. I was going to give it a two, and then I remembered Matthew Lawrence was hot, so I gave it another <laughs> half. So. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty funny. low. I mean, these types of movies are not good, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't give... It's not something that I would probably watch again. Mm-hmm. so yeah. that's that's about all I got for my two and a half yeah so I guess um similarly to what Courtney said like about ranking it among other Christmas movies this is even worse than those like I've definitely seen a lot better shitty ones like for example that in movie that we wanted to do until we realized it wasn't a Christmas movie that yeah. was a better quality mm-hmm. version of what this wants to be um, mm. even though that also is still not a good movie for its genre, I think it was. And this one is not. Um, my, I would have given it a two if Matthew Lawrence wasn't in it and if I didn't watch it with Riley because we had a really fun time watching it. Um, so that's <laughs> nice. why it gets a 2.5. Yeah, I don't think it's worth watching. Again, it's kind of like Children of the Corn where it's like, listen to this, but at least it didn't bore me to tears like Children of the Corn. Yeah. And that's why I ranked it higher. Mm. That's it. Yay. Yay. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then watch list ads and recommendations. Is everyone ready or do you need some time? I got, I got mine. Who wants to go first for watch list ads and recommendations? Okay, for my watch list ad, I'm going to add Dreamland starring Margot Robbie and also that guy from Peaky Blinders who I can't remember his name. Is that um, finally coming out? Um, I just looked it up. It said it was released in Seriously? November. I mean, I don't know it. I don't know if to streaming, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those movies in the 2020 year that's being like, eh? Yeah, eh? yeah. Could could we? Could we we be invited to the Oscars? I don't know. You know, we got Margot Robbie, so, um, you know, I'm interested. Whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel about (laughs) movies lately. Yeah. And my recommendation is any of the Harry Potters during Mm. this holiday season. You know? Good stuff. Yeah. I love on Tumblr when those gift sets of, like, all the Christmas <laughs> scenes from every Harry Potter come up, you know? Yeah. It's, like, so aesthetic. I love it. Love it. <laughs> that's nice. And that, that's all for me, folks. Okay, well, I will go next. Um, my watch list ad is kind of silly because who in the world doesn't know that all of us want to see this movie, but they just keep no, taunting me put, and I just Jesus have Christ, to say this it. This happened the last time when Kimmy stole it because I hung the poster of it up on my wall. Oh, there it is. Wow. This always happens to me. Oh. I was thinking you wouldn't want it because that happened that one time. So I was going to do it this time and I just can't have anything apparently. I think that's fitting that someone would take it from you again again like the only the person who could take it from me is another guest star fuck anyway listeners we're talking about promising young woman courtney uh went and like liked a bunch of letterboxd reviews for promising young woman and then i hit her up and i was just like okay how do we how do we do this and she had done this whole research on how to get a screening and we thought it would work and we signed up for it and it didn't work and then Courtney on her own found four ways that she could potentially watch it and they were all like come to us on December 23rd and then they all said just kidding mid-January so that's rude I know. I just feel like this is going to happen for the rest of my life, that they're never going to let me watch it, and I want to watch it. Give it to me. 
give it to, give it to me. <laughs> so that's on my watch list. Um, and then my recommendation. Okay, so for my recommendation, I wanted to put a Christmas movie, and we've talked about, I feel like, all the big ones that I care about. So I'm just going to go with the classic and if you haven't seen it, I feel like it's one of those that's so classic that people just don't watch it anymore sometimes. It's it's a wonderful life. Mm. And that mm. one just, I feel like, is one that it is so classic that it does feel like very traditional Christmas and puts me in the mood to watch. Courtney here, always behind her friends, <laughs> adding to my watch list. <laughs> I went to Costco and I got new movie poster prints for my wall for winter time. So here we have <laughs> Twilight, <laughs> yeah. Midsummer, and Promising Young Woman. <laughs> Promising Young Woman is on my watch list. I know it's going to be my new favorite movie. I, I have that high of expectations and they will be met. <laughs> maybe, maybe in January, maybe in February, maybe in 2022. I don't know. <laughs> But that's my watch list ad, and since uh, Kayleen already took it, I will also add um, <laughs> True Grit. I've seen it, and I'm doing, like, a Coen Brothers rewatch, and so I want to watch that over my break that I have right now. My recommendation for the week we talked about a couple weeks ago is Happiest Season. Mm, yeah. yeah. Riley, have you seen it? There's a character named Riley in it. Uh, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've heard I've that? I've heard. Um, I haven't watched it yet. It looks entertaining enough, but it also... It looks like something I have to, like, sit down and actually watch rather than, like, mm. something I could just put on and, like, not really pay attention to, which I haven't really... Put it on. Have fun. See what right. happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get to it. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, okay, both of mine are Christmas-themed because... Good. Nice. <laughs> That's great. This week is Christmas. Um, so my watch list, I really, really want to watch Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Even though it's a shitty, (laughs) really bad movie, but I like it, and I want to watch it before Christmas. So that's on my list for this week. And then my recommendation is a different Christmas movie that I don't know if I will watch, but is also a good Christmas movie. It's called Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck and Christina Applegate. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, relatively older, not super super I've seen that one. It's a good movie, and it's not like a shitty Christmas movie. It's a pretty good Christmas movie. And they're good actors that I don't mind. I I would recommend that if people wanted to watch a Christmas movie. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, that's it, guys. Um, For the listeners, we are going to take a little break. It's a little bit of a late break, but we deserve a holiday break, so we're taking one. (laughs) And when we come back, we'll be wrapping the round and kind of 2020 with it, so. Oh, yeah, I guess maybe that'll be... Oh, sorry, Kimmy. Maybe that'll be our game for the rap. Like, what were your favorite movies of 2020 since we don't have enough for a simply oh, spoilers? Oh no. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, best and worst of 2020. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Ryan. Yay. Yay. You're getting on the episode. Yay. It, was fun. it is about time. I know, you're such a loyal yeah, I'm listener. I'm very happy. Thank you. I mean, I yeah. have to admit, I haven't listened to the one that you guys released today. So, <laughs> how dare you? I am slightly behind, but you know. that's so funny yes thank you i appreciate you i appreciate you guys you give me entertainment and i feel like i hang out with you guys all the time (laughs) that's nice i miss you riley yes i know i miss you guys too yeah i miss you you. Mm -hmm. hope everybody has a happy happy holiday and uh, an even happier new year yeah Yeah, yes you deserve it yes (laughs) zero says goodbye too bye zero bye Bye, zero. zero and bye listeners I waved to my phone.